Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Steve Beagleman with SMB Franchise Advisors. Welcome, Steve. Hi, Lee. How are you today? I am doing great. Um, We've had you on the show in the past, but I'm excited to get updated. Uh, But for the folks that hadn't heard, tell us a little bit about SMB Franchise Advisors. How are you serving folks? So, Lee, we're a uh, franchise consulting firm. We help people franchise their business so they have an existing business one location, two, a concept, thinking about expanding, how to expand. Uh, So we help people franchise their business, and then we help existing franchisors put better systems and processes in place to grow their business. Our company has helped over 300 brands um, through franchising over the last 10 years, um, and we're real excited about what we do and excited about the brands that we represent. Well, let's kind of dig in from the standpoint of if there's a kind of a mom and pop out there that maybe have thought about franchising, that maybe they're doing gangbusters. Uh, but what are some do's and don'ts when you're, you know, getting um, started going on the franchising path for folks who have not done that in the past? Yeah, you know, we spent a lot of time talking to people, Lee, about, you know, whether they're ready to franchise their business and what are the right steps they should take and what are the right, you know, systems that they should have in place. And, you know, for us, we we talked to them about several things. You know, one is how involved they are in the day-to-day operations of their current business. So, you know, are they willing to work on the business and not just in the business? Um, And some people, that's a tough transition for. Uh, you know, for, for them to make that transition. Others say, okay, yes, I've been doing, you know, junk removal for the last, you know, five years. I've been dealing with the hourly, you know, crew. Uh, I've been dealing with the trucks breaking down. I've been dealing with the customer service. I really want something more. I want to see my business really, you know, grow and, and, and blossom into other markets. I see the potential and I want to work on my business, not in my business. Um, you know, fitness industry concepts, restaurant concepts, childcare, home services. I mean, you name it, we do it all. And, you know, when we talk to people, you know, again, working, you know, on your business, not in your business. Uh, the company is increasing in revenue. So the, the sales have been growing. Um, typically when a company has had, you know, three straight years of decline in sales, that's not the time to franchise your business, right? You need to concentrate on fixing your business first. So you want to be moving with the trend. You want to be, you know, on the upswing. Uh, you want to be able to, you know, devote some time to franchising because franchising your business really is a totally separate business than the business that you're running. Again, whether it's junk removal, whether it's childcare, whether it's a pizza, you know, restaurant, whatever it is, you're now in the franchising business and supporting franchisees and helping them find the right locations and, and helping them hire the right staff and helping train them and helping them service customers in their market for your great brand. So that's really what, you know, franchising is about. And we want to make sure that, that people understand that, you know, again, your brand needs to have great customer service. It needs to be well received by the consumers. Um, you know, all of those things are really important 
before you take the leap and the jump into franchising your business. Now, something to take into consideration, and I don't know if a lot of franchisors look at it through this lens, but through the lens of that potential franchisee, what is kind of a reasonable expectation? Uh, if you're thinking about franchising, what should the kind of the net be for that franchisee and not like the rock star franchisee, but kind of the average franchisee? Don't you have to kind of really build systems that help kind of the, the middle of the road franchisee be successful, not just the, the person that's knocking out of the park? Yeah, it's really important that any franchisor build the right systems and processes. And we help a lot of our new emerging franchisors do that. It's one of the the things that we do as a franchise consulting firm is help them with their operations manuals and their sales processes and their marketing and all of those things that they need to put in place to help the franchisees become successful. Because you're right, you know, as a franchisor, you're only going to be as successful as your franchisees being successful. I've been doing this for well over 30 years now. I've been in this industry and seen, you know, companies grow to three and 400 and 500 locations. And I've seen franchisors get stuck at five or 10. And what's the difference? Well, the difference is the franchisors that got stuck at five or 10 didn't have strong franchisee validation because the franchisees weren't making money. It all comes down to strong unit economics good relationships with your franchisees and helping your franchisees become successful. And the successful franchisors are the ones that focus on that league. And that's really, really important. So now how do you help that emerging franchise kind of first recognize, Hey, I don't know if you have it or not. Cause the only way that I'm validate validating is if the CEO kind of goes on the sales call or like, you're not, you don't have a, it's not really as replicatable as you think your business. Uh, do you have to have those kind of conversations with some folks? Yeah, it's interesting. There, there is a difference, Lee, in, in the 30 plus years I've been doing this and building brands. Um, there is a difference between a franchisee that becomes the first franchisee or the second or third in a, an emerging brand versus somebody who's, you know, buying a Five Guys or a McDonald's today, right? So, you know, those are much more established brands, been around for, you know, for a long time, very successful, lots of locations. Now, you're going to pay more in a franchise fee. You're going to pay more in an investment. A lot of times they're going to tell you your territory sold out and you have to go to, you know, Iowa or Texas or somewhere where there may be a territory open and you say, well, I live in the Northeast. That doesn't work. So, um, you know, with an emerging brand, you typically get the choice of territory. You're the first one in. You have a little more say in the brand as the brand evolves and grows with helping put systems and processes in place. Because an emerging franchisor with one location or two, it's not going to have it all figured out. They'll have a lot of systems down, but they're not going to have everything figured out. So, so there is a big difference with being an early in franchisee. And you're right. The only validation that they typically have is with the corporate territory, the corporate location, the founding location, whatever it may be. So, you know, you want to look at obviously uh, the social media to see, you know, how the brand is well received. You obviously want to, you know, and a lot of times it's a customer. A lot of our brands that go into franchising, the first franchisees were customers of that brand. And, you know, you know, brand ambassadors, they were loyalists. They love the brand. They want to be part of the brand. They're super excited about it. They want to see it expand. Um, and they want to be a part of that. 
So that typically happens a lot with emerging brands as they expand into franchising. So now um, when you're working with folks, let's talk a little bit about the uh, they've gotten past emerging, but maybe they've plateaued at, uh, say, 50 to 100 units. What are the conversations you're having with those folks that seem like they got that escape velocity they needed, but they've kind of hit a hurdle or maybe the pandemic kind of threw them for a loop? How do you help those folks kind of um, get their bearings and get to a new level? Yeah, again, every brand's a little bit different, clearly, Lee. So some brands, it's okay, you've plateaued. How do you re-energize the brand? You know, do you do potentially an acquisition? of a competing company in your industry? Uh, do you, you know, double down and, and, and focus and reinvest in the development side of the business? Relook at the team you have in place, your website, the marketing that you're putting out there, and maybe you need to change that up because what worked three and five years ago clearly doesn't work today. I mean, again, I've been in this business 30 years. You know, when I started in this industry, there was no internet. <laughs> so, you know, it was a very, very different business. And, you know, businesses evolve. And today uh, we have franchisors that award franchises through Facebook. So because of their marketing and it's just that kind of brand that people get super excited about through, you know, through one of the channels, through social media. So it's, you know, again, it really depends on the concept. Uh, sometimes we have to, you know, really get to know the franchisees and understand you know, what the system signifies and what they need to be continue to be successful. Again, it comes down to the franchisees. If they're making money and they're validating, franchisors typically can grow their business and continue to grow from that 50 to 100 location to 150 to 200 to 300, et cetera, et cetera. And then a lot of franchisors, uh, we help through a private equity exit. Um, several of our clients that we've launched, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, I've had a private equity exit either fully or partially um, as they continue to grow their brand, which is super exciting for us and super exciting for our clients. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people get into franchising and franchising their business because they want to see it grow beyond their location or multiple locations from regional to eventually a bigger, you know, presence regionally to eventually nationally and then some internationally. And then a lot of times they're excited about that private equity exit um, or end game as a lot of them like to refer to it as um, that's out there. And private equity is, is very, very big in the franchise space today. Now, uh, you mentioned you've been uh, doing this for a minute. Uh, what trends do you say moving forward as we come out of this pandemic? Are you seeing uh, kind of more home-based franchises uh, as we come out of the pandemic? A lot more folks are working from home. Are you seeing more of these, what I like to call clusters, where one uh, franchisor has a several brands around like maybe home services uh, or more things like that? Uh, what what is your kind of crystal ball tell you as we move uh, in, into the end of 2021? Yeah, so um, two parts to that question, I guess. So franchisees are definitely buying, you know, home service brands. There's no doubt about it. They can acquire a concept, be trained a month later, and opened a month after that. So you know the whole you know the whole process is you know 90 days, 120 days. They're in business. They're operating. Uh, you know, person in a van or a couple vans, a couple cars, that sort of thing. And home services is a hot industry, right? We all spent during 
during the pandemic, you know, doing stuff to our houses, painting our, you know, porches, redoing our kitchens, expanding things, doing stuff outside our homes with outdoor living. So everybody was doing stuff. So those businesses are are, are continuing to grow and, and I would even say explode um, over the last, you know, year and a half to two years. On top of that, we are seeing, you know, um, concepts in retail that are smaller footprints that are still doing well. Um, some of the, you know, fast casual concepts are doing very well. Uh, some of the the retail concepts that are, you know, 1,500 square feet um, in personal care services still doing very well. Uh, so all of those things doing real well in the franchise space. Fitness continues to obviously everybody wants to to be healthy and, and, and fit. Uh, as far as franchisors go, um, what am I seeing? I'm definitely seeing some consolidation, like you said, Lee. So whereas, you know, a lot of brands are under one umbrella uh, by the franchisor. So the neighborly model where they may have, you know, five brands, 10 brands they're doing, whether it's painting or it's, you know, uh, you know, restoration um, or it's, you know, air dryer vent cleaning all under one uh, umbrella. So you're seeing a lot of that in the franchisor space. Um, and again, you know, uh, franchisors get into the business, private equity gets into the business, but you're seeing more and more big private equity that acquires a franchisor if they have the right management team in place and they feel real confident about that team and it continues to grow the first investment, then they're looking to diversify and acquire other brands under that umbrella and run them, you know, with a lot of the same team, whether it's the marketing team, whether it's the franchise development team, the accounting team, you know, they can leverage some of that support. And uh, I'm seeing that more and more in the, uh, in the franchise space these days. So now uh, you think it's a good time to be a franchisor, franchisee? Is this, uh, are we getting into kind of a golden age? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that uh, obviously with the pandemic, more and more people became franchisees. They didn't either want to go back to corporate America. They decided that, you know, this was a, a you know, a, a life changing time for so many people uh, that went through really, really tough times uh, and a horrible, horrible time in our, in our country. But a lot of people made, you know, decisions personally that, you know, I'm not going to go back into corporate America. I want to own my own business and I'm going to do something or I'm going to do something, a business with my family, my kids, uh, my spouse. So you saw a lot of that and franchising really, although, you know, probably took a little bit of a hit in in March and April of last year, really rebounded um, by the summer and started to really pick up steam. And, you know, franchisors just had a great second half, especially last quarter of the year. And the first half of this year has been the same. It's been it's been terrific. Our business is is exploding, Um, uh, you know, very, very happy to see how many people want to franchise their business and existing franchisors that want to continue to grow. Um, So our business grows in leaps and bounds, double digits every year including last year. So we're very, very happy uh, with our clients. Um, we're happy to see our clients continue to grow. And uh, the franchise industry is, is alive and well, which is, which is great. So what do you need more of? How can we help you? Well, you know, we, we always want great clients and we always want uh, our clients to be successful with, with the right franchise partners to grow their brands. 
So for us, it's, you know, always getting our name out there and, and letting people know that we're here as an option for them to help them. And, you know, listen, one of the things that I do is I spend as much time telling people that they shouldn't franchise their business yet and that they're not ready versus that they are. Uh, you know, one of the brands that we launched into franchising is uh, in personal uh, fitness um, in people's homes. And I remember the first time that I talked to the founder of the business, I told him he wasn't ready to franchise his business. And he said, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm ready to pay you. I have your fee. And I said, it's, it's not just about paying us our fee. It's about being ready to support franchisees. And you're just not ready to do that yet. He said, well, what do I have to do? I gave him a list of things to work on, called me up a year and a half later. He said, Steve, I did everything you told me. I said, okay, let's go through the list. We did an hour and a half later. I said, you know what? You are ready to franchise. And today he's in 200 markets across the country. So, and he started at his parents' dining room table. So stories like that are what, you know, makes me excited to get up and and go to work every single day and, and do what I love which is help people, you know, franchise their business and help existing franchisors continue to grow with the right partners. But, you know, franchising has been a love of mine for 30 plus years, started in a family business 30 plus years ago in packaging and shipping, then got into the food delivery industry before Grubhub and DoorDash and all those businesses even existed in the early 90s while I was in college and then franchised that business. So I've been a franchise you know, guy for, for my whole life. I love franchising. It's, it's really a great industry for so many people. So if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? Uh, the website is, is SMB, um, my initials, or, or you could say small, medium business, mm-hmm. smbfranchising.com or smbfranchiseadvisors.com. Either one will get you to, uh, to us. And then either myself or somebody else from the team will be happy to have a conversation with you about your business and how we may be able to help you either franchise it or grow your franchise system to the next level. Good stuff. Well, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Lee, my pleasure. Hope you have a great day and I wish everybody the best of luck out there. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.